Before we jump into today's episode, I did want to let you know about some free training that you can get with me. If you love what you've been hearing and you want to learn more in a step-by-step fashion, I have been working really hard to pull together what I know into a free training series to help you to profit with personal branding photography. And I'm calling this in 2022 because it has changed slightly out there in the market. And so I have been working hard to update what I teach and I wanted to bring it to you in this free training series. So if it sounds good to you, I would love you to come and join me. You can register at paulabrennan.com.au forward slash training. And I'll also pop the link for that into the show notes for today. So make sure you get registered so you can come and join me for this free training series. Let's jump into this episode now. Welcome, welcome, my friend, to the business of personal branding photography. My name is Paula Brennan, and I am a personal brand photographer. I'm based in the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Australia, and I have created this podcast so that I can help other photographers who may be feeling a little bit stuck, looking for inspiration, perhaps need a little bit of guidance or education to get them out of where they are right now or to up-level and upskill, I've created this for you, my friends, so that you guys can enjoy a business that really serves you the life that you have dreamt of. That life that you dreamt of when you first picked up a camera that doesn't always sometimes work out exactly like you want it to when you first started out. There is a path, there is a journey to go on, but I'm hoping that this podcast, if you've been listening for a while, I'm hoping that it will help you to cut through and to also avoid some of the timely and costly mistakes that I have encountered um, and overcome in my journey as a business owner. So with all of that said, what I wanted to help you with today is knowing where to focus in your business. Now, it's really, really easy, and I know this myself, it's really easy to get stuck in the loop. It's stuck. It's easy to get stuck in, whether it's procrastination, whether it's perfectionism, whether it's simply overwhelm because you've just got so much stuff coming at you and you've got so many ideas that you want to implement. I think it's really easy to get really muddled up and to get really, to get your wires crossed and to literally some days sit in front of your computer and not understand exactly where you need to be focused on. And I have had this in my past where I've sat in front of my computer and I've, I've done lots of stuff, but at the end of the day, I couldn't exactly tell you what it is that I achieved. Have you got that? Have you ever been in that in that position before or ended up at the end of the day where you're just like literally scratching your head and asking yourself, what did I get done today? So I think as well, it's really easy for us to slap onto our to-do list, lots and lots of activities and things to do, and then end up at the end of the day. And if you've only scratched off one or two of those off the list, then you can sort of feel like a bit of a failure. So what I want to try and help you today with is just the ability to know where to focus on in your business and particularly where to focus if your business is in a position where it's slightly maybe struggling or you're a little bit off course. So strap in my friends, I've got lots and lots of great advice for you today on where you can be focusing right now to improve or to up level in your business. So let's have a, f- a first look at uh, what my business coach a few years ago used to constantly bring me back to. So what used to happen is I used to go and see a business coach every single week 
on a Monday morning and oftentimes I'm a typical creative, right? I've got like all these shiny silver objects in my vision and I wasn't sure exactly where to focus on. And every single week he used to bring me back to the same place and that was where can you generate sales or cash right now? Okay, he used to keep bringing me back to that point. And I thought at the time I used to sometimes get a little bit frustrated because I'd be like, I've got this great idea for this thing. And he'd be like, no, 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 no. This is where we need to keep focusing. And as creatives, I think it's really difficult because we do want to get into that creative space. And oftentimes we want to avoid or bury our head in the sand about numbers and money and balance sheets and all of that sort of stuff. So I'm not necessarily wanting you to focus on the spreadsheets for the sake of this. What I want you to think about is where can you generate cash or sales in your business right now? So let's have a look at the first place where I think you can probably have a look at, and that is your leads list. I'm thinking about leads that have come in over the last three, six, 12 months that didn't necessarily generate or convert into a paying customer at the time. Now, I know when I'm working with my photographers, when I'm working inside of Breakthrough and working through this with them, a lot of people have resistance around calling leads. And I know that that can be super real and I understand that. But a lot of the time you need to step outside of your comfort zone in other to, in order to serve others. So what I want you to think about is, are there kind of leads or conversations that you had that maybe didn't generate at the time, maybe they didn't come to fruition, but is there any way that you can touch base with them again? Maybe knock on their door and see if there's a possibility for you guys to work together now because you're not always necessarily ready when you send an inquiry form to work with someone, right? A lot of the time people are just price shopping or they're just looking around or they're just trying to get a sense of what they might be looking at spending or what it looks like to work with someone months or years from now. Yeah. So I want you to think about are there leads that you've had maybe had conversations with or even not even got in touch with, but can you somehow touch base with them? If you have an active email list that you are communicating with, then maybe this isn't necessarily something for you to be doing. But if somebody has actually filled out a form and they've shown you that they've got interest, like by way of giving you a phone number, why not give them a call? And I want to tell you this quick story, right? Because I, I'm going to say it was like nine years ago, my mum was looking to move up to where I live now. She was moving into state. And so obviously I was looking at properties for her and I, you know, sent out a bunch of emails to a bunch of different real estate agents looking at different properties. And there has been one real estate agent that every single year he gives me a phone call and he just touches base like we're old friends. I'm sure he doesn't remember me from a bar of soap because we didn't end up buying a property through him, but he touches base and he just says, hi. And he just goes, just wanting to see if you're in the market, if you're looking for something, are you thinking of selling? And do you know what? When I go to sell a property, he is going to be one of the first people that I consult because of that level of service that he's given me. And because he's touched base with me every single year. Every single year, it, it amazes me. I just got the phone call from him a week ago. That's why he's top of mind for me. But I think that level of service, that you know, familiarity, that keeping in touch, that actually, I don't know, for me personally, I just think that that's something that you don't come across very often. Um, and some years I've had a little bit of a chat with him about what the market's doing. And then other times when I'm just you know too busy, I've just sort of shut the conversation down. But I'm not upset by that. I'm really touched that he keeps reaching out to me consistently 
and that he's, you know, got me in his world and in his books. And I love that. So I think don't be afraid to go back and touch base with people who have touched base with you or reached out to you for information because you just never know where that relationship could go. And you never know. They might have forgotten about you. They might have lost your details or anything like that. So keeping yourself top of mind to them is really, really powerful. And trust me, I have actually done this a lot in my business where you just simply touch base with an old lead and then they're ready to go. They're ready to pounce on it. So have a think about that and have a look into your old leads list and see if there's anyone that you can potentially go back and make a connection with. Now, I also want you to have a think about when we're talking about going back and making connections, maybe talking to some of your old clients and seeing if perhaps you can serve them again in some different way. So if you've previously you know, done a wedding for them or you've photographed their babies or their family and now you're starting to offer personal branding, perhaps you can go back and have a chat with them and just see if that's something that they might be in the market for. And you don't necessarily even need to be doing this by phone if it doesn't feel comfortable for you. You might just be doing it by DMing or shooting emails to people. But remember, if they're an existing or an old client, they're going to be much more receptive to having contact from you. So that's so fine to just start a conversation You don't even need to pitch them on anything. You're just literally starting that conversation again. Now, I wanted to tell you about what we did recently, which kind of worked. It was successful in our business. It was coming towards the end of the financial year. And I decided to reach out to all of the previous clients from that year who hadn't bought the entire collection of photographs. And I decided to give them one last shot or offer at being able to upgrade their photographs. So add extra images at a discounted price. I sent out, I I didn't need to send it out to everybody. So I did take the time to go through the list of my last year's worth of photo, photo shoots. And I decided who I thought were candidates for this offer. So I think I sent out the email to 32 people. And guess what? I got two extra sales from that. I thought that was really worthwhile. It was a worthwhile for me to spend the time going back and having a look through that list. And it was a way for me to generate cash that I necessarily wouldn't have gotten. I wouldn't, those people probably wouldn't have bought the the photographs. Now I didn't do it obviously to people who were immediate. I went back, you know, more than three months ago, but as far as I'm concerned, those people probably would never have come back unless I'd offered that to them. So are there ways that you can think about perhaps going back to, you know, and offering something to your previous clients, maybe offering something, maybe a discount on a purchase or, you know, maybe they were talking about getting an album or something at the time and they never did. Are there ways that you can easily go back to your clients and give them an offer? Now, there might be other places in your business where you're leaving money on the table. And this is something I think that a lot of people who are busy or busy in their heads don't necessarily pay attention to. I'm going to put my hand up for this one. I'm definitely one of these people at different times in my career. But things like, you know, obviously you might, and I want to talk more about now ways that you can stop cash from going out the door maybe. (laughs) So have you got sort of subscriptions or memberships or things like that that you're not necessarily using anymore? Are you entitled to any kind of maybe rebates or tax incentives that you just haven't looked at so is there cash sort of sitting there that maybe you can get back um, by way of doing your tax returns or things like that as well 
Um, you might be eligible for some sort of compensation, particularly after the last couple of years, different you know grants and schemes and things that are going on in different communities. So maybe just taking the time to have a little bit of a look around and see if there's any cash that you can grab just to bring in some, some extra income into the business or to stop money flooding out through the business, okay? So maybe taking the time to focus on those areas so that you can make sure that you're being as savvy as you can with your expenses and making sure that there's any money left on the table around you that you are picking that up. I would also like to say to you, if you've got any overdue invoices with clients that you've just sort of maybe let go a little bit too far, maybe the conversation's a little bit awkward for you, I'd like you to take some time to address those and go and by try and find ways of getting that money back in. Maybe it's making an awkward conversation, making an awkward phone call, whatever it is, make sure you take the time to get that because that money does belong to you. If you've already done the work and the money's sitting out there and it hasn't been claimed by you, you need to go and, and chase that up. That's, that's, that's paramount that you make sure that you do that. Okay, so the next place, if you're feeling a little bit unsure of where to focus on your business is I want you to have a think about where in your business can you focus on to create new work for yourself. Okay. So for this, what I want to want you to have a real good think about is maybe you need to review the product suite of what you're offering. Have you taken the time lately to have a look at what is selling and what isn't? It's all well and good to have, you know, great, huge range of products in your business that you offer, but if nobody's buying them, what's the point of having them? Okay. Sometimes having a simpler pricing structure with simpler offerings makes it easier for your clients to say yes. So I want you to have a look at an, a, a little bit of a review around what's selling and what isn't. So that's you just sometimes you just need to do a little bit of an audit of that and maybe flick the things that aren't serving you anymore. And in flicking the things that aren't selling anymore, maybe you might have the space then to be able to create new products for your clients. This is the exciting thing for me. This is where you create products to meet the market. Okay, so if you're not sure of what you need, what you could be doing, have a look around. I'm going to say this, do this with blinders on, but you might do some research and have a look around at what other photographers are offering and see if that's sort of interesting to you to be able to include some of those new, maybe newer items. Maybe if you're currently only doing babies and you might look at sort of opening that up to doing children for the sake of my podcast today with personal branding you might find that you've got this top end package that isn't working for you but maybe you might be able to bring something in between say your package your second and your third package to be able to bridge the gap between if you've got sort of you know big differences in your package you might find that there's a middle ground that needs to be met there I also think when you're doing research that the most important and paramount thing that you can do is ask your clients what they want from you. Trust me, this process can be so eye-opening. I had this experience a couple of years ago where I asked a couple of clients, I rang them up and I asked them what it is that they would want to receive from me. What do they want? What, what potentially could I offer for them? And it was the most basic of things that they were asking for that I'd completely overlooked. I was making things very, I don't know, like what, what I would expect that people would want at the time. And this was particularly with portraits. 
And it was the most basic of things that people wanted from me. So I think you need to go, go if you haven't done this before or if you haven't done it in a while, particularly if you're new to personal branding or new to business style of photography, is go and ask some of your clients, ask from friends in business, what would they want from you? From, from you as a content creator, as a photographer, if you're offering video, what it is that they need from you and make sure that you are putting that in your packages because sometimes some people don't need 100 photos, they just need 10 good quality photos but they might need some reels or something like that from you. Okie dokie, so meet the market where there is but you can't meet them unless you haven't talked to them about it. So make sure you get on the phone or take someone that you love for coffee, one of your friends in business, take them for coffee and pick their brains and find out all the things that you can be offering them and make sure that you can then maybe offer that as a new product and put it out into the into the universe there and see who bites. Now I'm gonna take a little bit of a break here now and when I come back, I'm gonna be sharing with you the main place that I try and focus on when I'm not sure where to focus in my business. This is where I always come back to. So I'm gonna take a quick break and when I come back, I'll be sharing that with you. Hi, I'm Melissa, owner of Melissa Rayland Photography. And I just wanted to let you know how awesome Paula's breakthrough, the business of personal branding photography has been for my business. You know, it's been six years since I started my business and there were new things that she uh, talked about as far as marketing and branding and, you know, finding your ideal clients and speaking directly to them. Um, but there are a lot of things in within that that I never thought about for my business and things that I hadn't revisited in a few years. I love the way that she just breaks things down in a really easy to understand way. It's And it's very visual as well. And, you know, it's been a few months since I finished this course and I'm still revisiting the videos and my notes for things I'm doing in my own marketing. And recently I hired a VA and I'm even talking to her about these things and make sure that I'm still incorporating them in my business. So it's been a game changer for me and I know it will be for you. Thanks, Paula. Welcome back. Now, the last place that I encourage you to spend your time on when you're not necessarily sure where to focus your energy in your business is where could you be spending your time in order to create the business that you want in the future? Now, it doesn't always happen that every single day you're walking and living the business of your dreams. You get patches where you are, and then of course there's patches where you're not. Even me as a 23-year veteran in this industry, I do know that there's definitely highs and lows that happen when you're running your business. But if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're not really sure or you're you're just not happy where with where your business is at, you really need to sort of look at where you're spending your energy and your time. And are you thinking forward? Are you planting seeds today? Or are you working towards creating the business of your future? Or are you spending too much time focusing on all the things that it isn't right now? So easy. And I know this, it's really easy to get caught in that sort of dark place where you can't sort of see out. But what I want to do is give you a few little helpful hints and tips to be able to Focus your energy on the things that will help you, the activities that will help you today in order to create the business that you want for tomorrow. So when was the last time that you focused on what your goals for your business are? When was the last time you took time to take that audit of where you want your business to be going? Have you asked yourself those questions lately? Because I think sometimes it's just really easy to kind of get caught up in the 
the day-to-day of it that you forget to sort of look ahead. When I'm working with my clients inside of my students inside of Breakthrough, one of the main things that we do at the very start is we do that sort of like setting of the goals and setting of the alignment of exactly the direction that you want your business to be heading in. And it's really easy, I think, for a lot of people to get caught up in figures and dollar figures and all of that. No, 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 no. I want you to step back from that and look at your business as part of the ecology of your entire life. So it's just one small part. So what does your business need to look like to serve the life that you want? And have you got alignment with both the the goals for your business and the goals for your life? Because if you want to have a big dollar business and all of that that it entails, Are you aligned with that in terms of being able to go on holidays with your kids and things like that? Have you got those goals set in place? So if you haven't done that lately, can I say, encourage you to get really clear about what you want that business to look like in the future and make sure that it's aligned with your lifestyle goals as well. So that that way, you know, that you're congruent when you're turning up to work energetically, everything's working in the right direction for you to be able to create that life. That's something that I'm really, 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 really Uh, really put so much emphasis on when I'm working with clients because I think that it's just really easy to look at business goals as dollar goals and not necessarily as lifestyle goals. So make sure that you've got those two in a line before you start working on this stuff. Once you get clear on your goals, you need to ask yourself a really simple question. And that is, do you need to level up in any areas in order to be able to achieve those goals? Now, when I'm talking about leveling up, I'm talking about do you need to get educated in any particular areas? Maybe you need to upskill. Maybe you need to up the level of the service that you're delivering in order to be able to meet the goals. So if you want to go from sort of being say an average of a $500 photographer to a $1,000 photographer, do you need to add in extra levels of support or perhaps up the up the experience on the shoot day or up, you know, up your sales mechanisms, whatever it is that you know the areas that you're falling down in, is there room for you to be able to focus on those areas? Do, can you sort of give yourself a couple of hours, an hour, a couple of hours, or even a longer period of time each week in order to be able to zone in, to focus in? Remember, that's what this episode's all about. Can you focus in on up-leveling, upskilling, educating yourself, getting better at what you do. Okay. That's what you need to do. Sometimes, sometimes you might do a little bit of an audit of yourself and realize that you're not worth what you want to be charging, but you can make the, you know, make the changes, you know, maybe you don't have this, the sales skills, as I said, maybe you don't know certain things that you, you want to be offering. If you want to offer certain things in your product suite, maybe you need to learn those in order to be able to offer those services. So Are there ways that you can do that? And where can you get educated? Where can you up level? So that's where you need to focus your attention and your time in order to be able to step up that next level. Now, the last thing I want you to look at, and this is an area that I spend a lot of my time in, is are you marketing? Are you actively marketing to to meet the business goals that you want? Big question. When I used to have an application form to get people to apply to work with me and one of the biggest things, you know, I I would say that probably 80% of the forms when I asked what's the biggest thing that you need help with in your business, 
marketing was it. Marketing me, showing what I do, sharing online, social media, whatever you want to call it, all of it sort of wrapped up in that marketing bubble. But it was one of the biggest things that I found most photographers were struggling with. And so I want to let you know, I spend at least 20% of my energy and my time actively marketing myself still in in some shape, way or form. 20% of my time, my calendar is split into this so that 20% of my time is very directionally focused on marketing. Okay. And I know for a lot of you, that might sound like a bit of a scary concept. So if you're not spending even an hour a week, can I please encourage you to give yourself focused attention on your marketing. You need to be actively marketing if you want to have a business. And if you don't love it, learn to outsource it. If you if you have the budget for it, I would say, and it's, it's not something that you love doing, outsource it. If you need to learn it, do what you need to do to learn it. But you do need to be doing some sort of marketing if you want to have a business that's successful and is growing. Now, if you right now are feeling a little bit overwhelmed by what I've been talking about, particularly when it comes to the marketing side of things, I just want to let you know that I've got some free training coming up, which might help you to navigate this if you're not really sure who you should be marketing to and the kind of language and products and things that the that this audience or your audience requires from you. So if you like the idea of joining me for a free training series, can I please let you know that I do have a training series that's coming up. It's getting released in the next couple of days. So if you want to register for that, follow the link in the show notes to go and find that free training because this is something that I've learned a lot about and I'm very happy and very honored to be able to share what I've learned and what I know is working right now. So yeah, if you want to join me for that training, please feel free to to follow the, the, uh, the link in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you in there. So my friends, I hope that this has helped you today to get a little bit of clarity on where you could be focusing in your business. Never like to use the word should because I think that that just comes with a lot of implications and if you don't get it done, you can feel like a failure and that's the last thing I want for you. This is opportunities of where you possibly could be focusing when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're in that procrastination when your head is circling and you're just not sure which way to look, I hope that this has given you some clarity and some direction on where to turn your attention in order to make sure that you're moving forward and that you're growing in your business. All right, my friend, that's it for today's episode. Again, if you like what you're hearing and you haven't already, make sure that you hit subscribe so that you can be the first to know as I drop these episodes. And I would love to hear back from you what you're enjoying or maybe not enjoying about this podcast (laughs) and if there's certain areas that I can help you with or that you would like me to shine a torch on please make sure that you give us a drop me a dm in instagram I'd love to hear from you and I would love if you wouldn't mind taking the time to write a review for me wherever you're listening to this podcast that is really helpful for us to be able to get in front of other photographers who need a little bit of help, a little bit of inspiration and a bit of a pep talk every now and then. All right, guys, I look forward to connecting with you next week. Take care. Why you so salty? I'll still take a bite. Okay, we can take my Lambo. I'll put on a tight show. You sure you can handle